Okay, same time next week. See ya. See ya. RT8K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Pierre Tremblay. The top story is an infectious diseases expert says Hong Kong needs to make mass coronavirus tests a regular part of its health regime. A top government official urges the public to make use of the free tests before they end tomorrow. And Washington, D.C. accuses Beijing of escalating a diplomatic standoff between the two countries. An infectious diseases expert from the University of Hong Kong, Ivan Hong, says the universal COVID-19 testing scheme should be made regular, a regular part of the city's health regime and urged the administration to pump in more resources to achieve this. Professor Hong, who heads the university's medicine department's infectious diseases division, also says he believes Hong Kong is at least one month away from seeing no new infections. And while for now the voluntary testing scheme is going to end tomorrow, he says the Hong Kong government should try to keep it rolling even without Beijing's help. For the universal screening, of course, if it could carry on, then it would be the best for the population. Nevertheless, we understand that all the, uh, the experts from mainland China, they may not be able to stay and to keep going for the next couple of months. So I think, after all, the most important thing is to uh, increase the capacity of the testing in Hong Kong by itself, which very simply is to increase the number of testing points and also to increase the testing capacity inside the laboratory by the Department of Health. The government's universal COVID-19 testing program will end tomorrow and the Chief Secretary, Matthew Zheng, is urging people to take advantage of the program if they haven't already done so. Priscilla Ng reports. Matthew Zheng said in his blog that more than 1.6 million people have so far taken the tests. He said 23 positive cases have been detected through these tests, proving that they've been very effective in identifying the silent carriers. He thanked the mainland's medical staff for what he described as their selfless contributions carrying out the scheme and quoted President Xi Jinping as saying last week that we are willing to do anything at all to protect the lives of our people. Financial Secretary Paul Chan, meanwhile, said in his blog that the universal testing program has increased Hong Kong's overall testing capacity and believes this will boost the SAR's combat readiness if the event of another wave of infections in future occurs. He added that once the current outbreak eases further, the government will come up with a health code system to facilitate the flow of people between Hong Kong and the mainland, which will help kickstart the local economy. An epidemiologist at the University of Hong Kong says experts advising the government have had to help policymakers separate facts from fiction. Professor Ben Cowling, head of the Division of Epidemiology and Biostatistics of HKU's School of Public Health, made the remarks on RTHK's letter to Hong Kong in a letter he wrote to the late Professor Anthony Headley, one of the scholars who set up a research team at HKU following the SARS outbreak in 2003. He said his team hadn't anticipated this particular problem, but did not go into details. You taught us that public health policies should be based on scientific evidence, and we've been doing our best to provide the evidence that the government can use to make wise decisions. Six months ago, most people wouldn't even know what an epidemiologist does. Now everybody's an epidemiologist. One of the particular problems we faced, which we did not anticipate, is how to help policymakers and the public separate facts from fiction. Washington is hit back at Beijing's decision to impose restrictions on all U.S. diplomats on Chinese soil, calling the move an escalation in the two countries' dispute. Candice Wong has more. 
Relations between the world's top two economies have worsened in recent months, with the U.S. criticizing China over trade and human rights and blaming it for the COVID-19 pandemic. On Friday, China announced reciprocal restrictions against U.S. diplomats, days after Washington announced new restrictions on staff working for Beijing's foreign missions. Beijing said the countermeasures will apply to all U.S. embassy and consulate staff, including the consulate general in Hong Kong and its personnel and called the move a legitimate and necessary response. But the U.S. says these measures go further than anything the U.S. has done, and a State Department spokesperson described the move as an escalation. Washington has also targeted mainland tech firms and imposed sanctions on officials accused of helping orchestrate China's mass internment of Uyghurs in Xinjiang province. Last month, it also blacklisted officials it accused of suppressing freedom and democratic processes in Hong Kong. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. President Trump is heading to the west coast of the United States, where fires have now destroyed close to five million acres of land, including numerous towns. After taking part in an election rally in Nevada, he's due to arrive in California on Monday, where some of the worst blazes are continuing. Meteorologists say winds have dropped in some areas, which has been welcomed by California Fire Captain Dan Thomas. Fire is still burning. Do have a spot across the road, which is not what we wanted. But our only kind of our saving grace right now is we do have this uh, smoke layer above us right now, uh, which is keeping the fire activity down. Two former British prime ministers have condemned plans by Boris Johnson's government to override elements of the Brexit withdrawal agreement signed with the EU. Mr. Johnson has said the bill is necessary to protect the unity of Britain and to maintain peace in Northern Ireland. Leila Nathu has the details. Tony Blair and Sir John Major say Boris Johnson knew the full consequences of the Brexit divorce deal he struck with Brussels last year, that new barriers to trade would arise between Northern Ireland and the rest of the UK. They say the government's plans to now override parts of the deal would imperil the Good Friday Agreement, undermine the UK's credibility in future trade deals and could prompt a damaging retaliation from the EU. They accuse ministers of embarrassing the UK by negotiating with what they call cavalier bombast posing as serious diplomacy, an approach they say questions the very integrity of the nation. The US Secretary of State Mike Pompeo has expressed concern over tensions raised by Turkey's competing rights to undersea oil and gas in the region. Mr. Pompeo was speaking in the Cypriot capital, Nicosia, where he's had talks with President Nikos Anastasiades on the regional tension involving Turkey, Cyprus and Greece. We remain deeply concerned by Turkey's ongoing operations, surveying for natural resources in areas over which Greece and Cyprus assert jurisdiction in the eastern Mediterranean. The Republic of Cyprus has the right to exploit its natural resources, including the right to hydrocarbons found in its territorial sea and its economic, exclusive economic zone. A Turkish Cypriot spokesman said the problems over mineral rights in the Mediterranean could not be solved by hearing only the Greek Cypriot side. The U.S. movie Nomadland has won the top prize, the Golden Lion, at the Venice Film Festival. It's about a U.S. woman who sets off to live as a modern-day nomad after the 2008 economic crash. Its director, Chloe Zhao, says she hopes films will feature more diverse storytelling in future. I really truly believe it's human nature to need a balance of the yin and yang. I really believe that um, we can't just see it from one perspective only, and we would nothing's going to be able to stop our urge to 
to seek uh, a different way of storytelling. Sport ringing with the reigning Premier League champions. Liverpool needed a late penalty to start the season with a win against newly promoted Leeds United. More from the BBC's John Murray. Liverpool began the defence of their title with a thrilling victory, but on their return to the Premier League after 16 years away, Leeds United refused to lie down. Three times they equalised after Salah and Van Dijk had edged Liverpool ahead. Jack Harrison, Patrick Bamford and Matthias Klick levelled it up. Klick's goal for 3-3 was the pick of the lot. There were plenty of other chances too. It was played at a great pace with some dicey defending, but 88th minute, Leeds substitute and record signing Rodrigo tripped Fabinho. It was a penalty and Salah scored to complete his hat-trick and make it a winning start for the champions. At the U.S. Open Tennis Championship final in New York, the favorite for the women's title, Naomi Osaka of Japan, has beaten her challenger from Belarus, Victoria Azarenka. In an exciting three-set match held without spectators due to the coronavirus, Azarenka took the first 6-1, but Osaka fought back to win the second set 6-3. In the final set, the Japanese player finally prevailed, winning again 6-3, after the match, Osaka congratulated her opponent with humor and humility. I actually don't want to play you in more finals. I didn't really enjoy that. It was a really tough match for me. And yeah, it's really inspiring for me because I used to watch you play here when I was younger. So just to have the opportunity to play you is really great. And Lewis Hamilton is on pole for today's Tuscan Formula One Grand Prix. To end the news, our top stories once again. An infectious diseases expert says Hong Kong needs to make mass coronavirus testing a regular part of its health regime. A top government official urges the public to make use of the free tests tomorrow before they end. And Washington accuses Beijing of escalating a diplomatic standoff between the two countries. The news from RTHK. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a journey by a journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new value, and a new
Simon, what's up? You ready? Let's get it, baby. Do it, do it. Uh. It's the Sunday session with the homie Simon Wilson. RTHK bang loud through the building. Radio 3 on the dial, no question. Frequency 567 is the weapon. DJ Simon, please replay the diamonds. I remain rhyming. HK is where you find them from the top of the peak to the Cyclone streets. Radio 3, heat seek through your speaks. Hey, DJ 